0: As we get started, friends of the show, Permaculture Principles, wanted me to let you know that orders for the 2024 Permaculture Calendar are now open. By ordering today, you help them achieve their goal of zero waste, as pre-ordering allows them to know just how many copies of the calendar to print, reducing the impacts on the environment, and helping them pass the savings of this limited print run on to you order by August 27th to receive the early bird discount and pick up a calendar for just $14.36 Australian. After that, they can't stop the presses. Find that offer today through the Permaculture Principles Australian store at au.permacultureprinciples.com product calendar. And of course, you'll find a link to that in the show notes. Welcome to the news for the week of August 21st, 2023, from the Permaculture Podcast. In this episode, we have a look at a climate solution in Toronto, a free download of a chapter from Retro Suburbia, and recently released books of interest to permaculture practitioners. In today's climate news, the city of Toronto, Canada, is taking a municipal scale approach by creating the largest deep lake water cooling system in the world. This system is currently used to cool over 100 buildings in the city. This all works by pumping water that is only a few degrees above freezing, up from 280 feet below the surface of Lake Ontario, through three massive pipes. This cold water is then sent to a heat transfer station, where it's distributed to buildings throughout the downtown. Paired with other technologies in the system that increase redundancy, this deep lake water cooling system currently saves enough electricity to power a town with a population of over 25,000 people reduces water used in the city by 220 million gallons annually over traditional commercial water cooling systems while also delivering potable drinking water to the buildings served. It's so popular that they're looking to expand this system and to continue to scale up the reduction in energy usage and environmental impacts by 60% in the future. You can find out more about this system via the link in the show notes. And as always, I've included links to all the articles and other resources mentioned in this episode. Though we should all engage in activities that reduce our impacts on the world around us, as we live into the ethics and principles of permaculture, we're limited in how much we can do as individuals. We also need to advocate for solutions at scale. If you live near a large body of water, share the Washington Post article linked to in the show notes with your local officials and advocate for them to look into this as a solution for your community to increase its resilience to climate change while reducing its reliance on fossil fuels. With all the wildfires in the world and historic storms currently threatening California and Western Mexico, I'm reminded that David Holmgren and the folks at Meliadora Publishing made the chapter of Retro Suburbia on Bushfire Resilience available as a free download and included an excerpt on household disaster planning. Whatever you may face now or in the future, if you don't have a copy of Retro Suburbia, and you should, I recommend checking out this no-cost 18-page excerpt. It can make a difference for you wherever you live today and will make a difference in the times ahead. Chelsea Green Publishing has had a number of new book releases in recent months and coming up in September that could be of interest to permaculture practitioners. Those include Salt and the Art of Seasoning by James Strawbridge, a look at how to use salt in our kitchen, including for the fermentation and preservation of foods. I would suggest pairing this book with The Art of Fermentation by Sandor Katz to take your apartment, homestead, or farm cuisine further than you can imagine whatever your dietary choices one of my favorite books on wild foods the new wildcrafted cuisine by pascal baldar is back in print and available again i love this book for reframing plants that i had considered forage for human survival or fodder for the animals in our systems however the new wildcrafted cuisine elevates them from the field and forest to the table as fine dining If you'd like a new approach to foraging and wild foods, definitely check out this book. I've also interviewed Pascal several times, so I'll include links to that and this book in the show notes for this episode. Out in just a few weeks is The Organic Medicinal Herb Farmer, revised edition, by Jeff Carpenter with Melanie Carpenter. This book provides an updated look at the original 25-year classic, that provides you with a seed-to-bottle guide for everything from starting your business to planting and propagating your plants of choice to creating the secondary and tertiary value-added products that expand the range of offerings from a farm or homestead. As permaculture practitioners look for ways to stand out in a growing field of solutions and earn a living while living into their passion, a market garden medicinal herb operation could be a great way to diversify one's on-farm operations. Also, as this episode of the news goes out, Chelsea Green Publishing is currently holding their end-of-summer sale, so you can pick up many of the books mentioned here or build out your permaculture library at a deep discount. So visit chelseagreen.biz and browse their offerings. That's our last note for this episode of the news. If there's something going on in your community or the place you call home that you think I should know more about or feature in an upcoming episode of the news, I'd love to hear from you. Get in touch. Call 717-827-6266, email show at the permaculturepodcast.com. Or if you prefer, you can drop something in the mail. As the show has a P.O. Box again, the Permaculture Podcast, P.O. Box 2509, Falls Church, Virginia, 22042. Until the next time, spend each day expanding your library while taking care of Earth, yourself, and each other.